Thank you. Good, good, good morning. It, it's good to be here um, to uh, worship with you guys. Uh, we love uh, uh, child's dedications, you know, offering your, your children to the Lord. It's a beautiful thing. So blessings over your children this morning. Uh, thank you to pa Pastor Aaron and uh, the entire uh, leadership team here, uh, the, uh, uh, the Highlands Church family uh, for uh, having us here this morning. And I said us because my family is here with me, uh, my wife, Suzette. Um, I, I am an amended to uh, remind her that I remember, you know, how long we've been together for, so I'm, I have to say it. Um, we, we, we've been to, together since 1998, and so we've been married for 23 years, and we have four beautiful children together. And I like Suzette and the kids to stand so the church can see you guys. Uh, two of them are taller than me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, we remember when we dedicate them to the Lord as well. So it's uh, it's good uh, to not only to be here with you, but also to have our children uh, with you. We also are grateful for the the Aspen Growth Network uh, uh, leadership for being partnering with us with what God is doing in Haiti. Uh, it's a uh, it's a beautiful morning uh, to to be here. We also have. Uh, uh, two of our team, uh, the only two U.S., um, I would say, um, members uh, um, who are actually keeping the fire on here. Uh, so we have George, uh, which is a, a CDU, a Chief Development Officer, and then we have Tina, which is the U.S. The Development Director. Um, I don't know if you guys, do you guys know them? Can you guys also show them some love? Uh, yeah, they've been so good. They've been so good to us down in Haiti. Um, Haiti, um, it's, uh, I don't know if all, if all of you know about this country, it should be, yeah, Haiti, uh, it's, uh, it's a special land. But now, just before I, I, I share about uh, what God is doing in Haiti, I've written a book, uh, it's, it's you know, part of my life story and the ministry, what we're doing in Haiti, uh, and there'll be information on the table if you want to uh, have a copy uh, the beauty about the book, uh, I think for me it's the most important thing is, there's no accent in the book. <laughs> because I have, a, I have a U.S. team like Tina, like George, and others who helped me with it, so no accent in the book, so uh, make sure you get your copies. Um, and, and by the way, part of my work this morning is to teach you how to speak in tongue, so uh, hopefully you figure me out in the process. Um, now, if it was my wife or the children, so you would not hear any accents because they don't have that. Uh, but for reasons I don't know, um, I still have that. Um, um, the Bible says in G uh, Jeremiah chapter 20, uh, 29, uh, by starting verse 11, I'm going to read a few verses for you. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Uh, now, part of the reason that I read this uh, passage of scriptures this morning is because when Prophet Jeremiah actually putting these words into writing, 
um, or declare those words, uh, it was one of the darkest uh, moments uh, for the Israeli people. As a matter of fact, uh, for those of you who spend time in the Word of God, the book of Jeremiah, I believe, is one of the darkest books ever. Uh, it's, uh, it's tragedies after tragedies. Uh, it, it was a very sad book. Uh, but in the midst of the sad book, in chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible said, the Lord said, for I know the plans I have towards you. Now, when we're talking about Haiti, um, it, it, I don't know if you've been following the news, uh, Haiti being, uh, you know, after one thing, one thing after another, uh, it's been, been very difficult. For us as a family, uh, we were in the U.S. and decided to, you know, we were doing ministry back in Haiti, back and forth. And then after the earthquake, we decided to, you know, to make a move. Uh, and then we end up, you know, for, you know, moving back to Haiti and to establish the Ministry of Haiti Teen Challenge. Uh, and we thought it was going to be fun. Uh, we thought we were going to have a good time, you know, living in the Caribbean. And it, it was, for me, it was, it was a bit selfish because I'm tropical. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, so therefore, I liked the weather there. Uh, so we thought it was going to be beautiful. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, since uh, 19, I mean, since 2018, it's been one thing after another. Uh, you know, uh, the country being uh, um, on lockdown, uh, we ended up, you know, losing our president, got killed, uh, kidnapping, um, and, uh, you know, we end up, you know, living in secure world. It's like you, you're living in a country, but it's like you're in prison. Uh, and more I think about the story of Haiti, more I think about, you know, what was going on in the book of Jeremiah. Uh, but I believe that in the midst of all the, you know, the sad thing about the country of Haiti, um, I can tell you today that the gospel, it's alive as well. Uh, and we, those of us who are called to serve in Haiti, uh, we are very hopeful uh, because we know for a fact that just like America, like, just like any other countries, Haiti was created by God and anything that God created, God is able to take care of it as long as we allow God to do it. Uh, and I want to say that probably, you know, probably you, probably sitting here this morning, probably going through something, I want to remind you that you were created formed by God, so he's able to take care, to take care of you. Now, if I was preaching in Haiti, I would say, amen, somebody? And they would say, amen. Yeah. Do you believe that God is able to take care of you? Do you believe that? Amen. amen. Thank you. Um, now, part of what we do uh, as a ministry, Haiti Teen Challenge, uh, it's more like um, uh, I don't even know about, about Teen Challenge. It's more like the, the David Wilkinson uh, model of Teen Challenge, where we focus on young folks, ages uh, 16 to 24, uh, young men and young women, dealing with, uh, of course, with drugs, uh, gangs, uh, prostitutions for young women, and also with fatherlessness. Uh, we take those young uh, people uh, with a vision. Uh, the vision is on the screen, based on Isaiah uh, 60. One verses one to nine, uh, and it's mainly that we want to build godly leaders of integrity because we think what is missing in Haiti, what's missing in our society, it's uh, godly leaders of integrity. So that after we invest in them, and they will be able to empower and rebuild uh, their own nations. Uh, Haiti Teen Challenge opened in 2011. Um, we now, it's a ministry with about 90 to 96 beds, you know, based on the needs. Uh, and I can tell you, uh, if it was here in America, you'd probably be able to put probably 30 people on that space, but in Haiti, we put up to 96. 
uh, based, on, uh, based on their needs. And, and most of those young men and young women, uh, they're okay with that. And the ministry is focusing mainly on transform, equip, uh, mobilize, and sustain. Um, we believe um, that as, as, a, as, a, as a ministry, we believe that uh, if we invest in the next generation, uh, by the way, the Haitian people, uh, about 11 to 12 million people, 65% of them are under the age of 30 years old. So therefore, there's a lot of hope uh, for Haiti if we can invest in the lives of the next uh, generation. Um, part of the, what we do, we take those young men, young women uh, from tough communities and we brought them to a safe environment. And then, you know, for 18 months, you know, we uh, uh, immerse them in the word of God. Uh, they do community service, you know, discipline, life discipline. Um, uh, we, we give them that what they didn't have before. Uh, we, you know, challenge them uh, to help to give back. And then we graduate them. Um, the, the, the beauty about uh, those graduations is when uh, you have a, a police officer who used to run after a gang leader to get him arrested. And then now, in the day of that graduation, after that student give, I mean, her or his speech or testimony, and the police officer would stand and, you know, applaud them uh, to show them that, you know, if you choose to do what is right, uh, there are people who are standing behind you who want to support you. Uh, so we graduate them, and then afterward we help them, give them a scholarship so they can go to a voc vocational school. Uh, it's, uh, it could be from one year to four years of training, and then after that we help them with job placement. So our program is a discipleship uh, program. Now because we're a discipleship program, and I'm a pastor uh, by heart, um, I think aside from my, you know, loving my uh, family, uh, serving them, I think the thing I love the most is the local church for me. Uh, part of So Haiti in China is to connect them uh, with, the lo with local churches. But unfortunately, Haiti is uh, very traditional. And part of the reason that we are the way we are in Haiti, not because uh, only the government leaders, you know, the politicians are not doing their part, but also the local church is not really doing its part. So the local church is more focused on, you know, uh, it's very traditional. Uh, they have, you have to do certain ways. Uh, that's, that's why I love to be uh, here in, in, uh, in, in America. I believe in Haiti, uh, while I'm talking to you, there are only two churches I can dress the way I'm dressed and to preach in those two churches. It's the, our church and uh, another uh, Calvary Chapel uh, church in Haiti and the entire nation. Because if you dress like this, you're not allowed to preach the word of God. So guess what? So our young men, young women, they only have genes. You know, some of them, they had a tattoo. Some of them, their hair is just like my two boys. So they were not welcome in those churches. Uh, you know, they love the Lord, just like the women, you know, uh, by the well. They have energy. They want to serve the Lord, but they were not welcome. So in 2016, March of 2016, we said, you know what? Why don't we play the church by believers where non-believers love to come? Uh, so we said, we're going to do that. You know, we're going to focus on three things. We're going to love the Lord. You know? So when they come, they will see that we are a group of people that really, really love the Lord with our, in our giving, you know, with our talent, uh, um, uh, with, with our time. Uh, we're going we're gonna to just love the Lord. They're going to see how we love each other because the best way we can reflect our love to, for the Lord is how we love one another. And so the second thing we're going to do, we're going we're gonna to love one another. And then we're going to be very intentional about, you know, uh, making disciples, uh, let's, what, what don't we do a church like that? And they said yes. And then so in March of 2016, so we planted a church, we called it Rendezvous Christ Church. 
Uh, and within three years, the church grew to 5,000 people. Uh, there are people coming from, you know, from everywhere want to be part of what God, God, God is doing. Uh, today, I want to report that we have now four campuses. Uh, we are in 10 radio stations. Uh, and, uh, and we have uh, uh, in, in, in a, a physical location over 5,000 people call Wanneville, their local church. And we have a vision to plant you know, a church in every, uh, um, um, what you call, in Haiti, we have uh, provinces, we have 10. So we have a plan to plant you know, a church at least in every provinces in Haiti with those former young um, and gangs members, you know, prostitutes, uh, and those who are fatherless, uh, the left behind. Um, now, one beauty about uh, the, the Ministry of Haiti Teen Challenge and the church combined together, we are the only ministry in Haiti. You can find a young woman who was a prostitute two or three, four years ago, and now she can be on stage leading worship, and she's not afraid to tell people about her past. We are the only ministry that can be, you can find young men who was in gangs, but who find the Lord because they know the Lord. They were fatherlessness. You know, they'd have a, a family to provide for them. And they're, because they're now, you know, following the Lord and serving in IT, you know, IT and doing small group studies and doing security or, or even playing music in the worship band. And they're not afraid to say, you know what, this is what I used to do. We are the only ministry um, in the country doing that. Um, but other things that we love to do, we partner with, uh, uh, we take our former, you know, our students that graduate, we partner with the local um, mayor, uh, you know, the government leaders. Uh, uh, we said, you know what, we want to clean the street. Uh, one, one, one event that we did last year, and out of, you know, thousands of events, uh, so we call, we call this event uh, another options. Uh, you know what, instead of, uh, you know, dropping trash on the street, instead of, you know, afraid and criticize the, the government, you know, why don't we come alongside them and we support them? And so we are able uh, to have uh, many of our teaching challenge graduates and 600 volunteers from our church. You know, uh, we have tools and we clean the street. And in Haiti, many people that don't have, you know, private uh, transportation, uh, I would say probably like 60 percent to 75, 70% of the Haitian people, they don't have a private vehicle, so they use a, a taxi, or we call it tap-tap, uh, and some tap-tap can be a, a pickup truck, and some can be a little bus, some can be a motorcycle, and so in our area where we have uh, our church, uh, one of our churches, so there we found that there was about uh, uh, 1,300 you know, uh, tap-tap drivers and motorcycle drivers, so we said, you know what, we're going to provide a hot meal for each one of them. Uh, and we partner with, you know, with, uh, with the street vendors who cook food on the street to sell. We do that back in Haiti, by the way. You can just buy your food by the, in the street. Uh, so we partner with them. We bought all the food. And we said, you know what, we're just going to love and the people of, of Haiti. Um, I, I can tell you that in the midst of all the hardship that Haiti is going through, uh, just like Prophet Jeremiah said, you know that, for I know the plan that I have toward you, we believe that God has a plan for Haiti, and we believe that that plan is the gospel of Jesus Christ, and so we're doing anything in our power so we can lead people uh, toward uh, a personal relationship with Christ. And in March of, uh, of this year, at church we celebrated uh, our seventh year of existence as a local church, 
uh, and that church service alone, uh, uh, we were able uh, with media, with radio, with TV, so we are able to reach over 2 million people uh, with the gospel on that particular uh, Sunday. So we're making a lot of noise in Haiti uh, for the Lord um, Jesus Christ. But we're able to do that because of people like you, uh, because of that network. When the flood uh, hit Haiti last June, uh, when we had that earthquake in the same month, you guys were able to say, you know what, we're going to support. Uh, it's because of your partnership, because of your prayers, that's why we're able uh, to do that. Uh, and it, we're not only uh, doing ministry, but also we continue to dream uh, for the future, what the future is going to look like. Uh, not only we want to plant more churches, we want to plant new teen challenge centers, um, but we want to upgrade what, what God is doing down there. We're in the process of building uh, and planning to build a youth transformation center in the community where we can uh, uh, give the youth, the young folks, you know, a place where they can call their own. Uh, it's going to be a very nice building. Uh, I think it should be somewhere on the screen. A very nice building um, where it, we're going to use it for, you know, the little ones like the one you guys dedicated this morning. Uh, because in our church, we, we have, you know, hundreds of them. Uh, and uh, uh, we're going to use it for uh, Teen Challenge students. Uh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have a, I see you guys have very good coffee here. We have very great coffee in Haiti as well. We just don't have any space to serve those coffee. So we're going to have a nice space where we can, whenever you come to Haiti, hopefully you come someday, uh, that we can serve good coffee. Uh, it's going to be a very beautiful uh, building. And again, we are able to dream because uh, we trust that God is up to something in Haiti. Now, with all these nice things that I'm trying to show here, you know, the outreach program and we're trying to build a building, now we're in a country where up to 70% of the people, they, have, they don't have a job. Uh, they're jobless. Uh, what I'm talking with you today, um, out of 11, 12 million people in Haiti, uh, there's a food crisis in Haiti. There are 5 million people uh, who can afford a meal uh, to, to eat. Uh, I'm not talking about three. Um, it, um, they can afford one. Uh, here we have, we have so much, I mean, we have so many options. And, uh, and uh, I, I've been staying with some, you know, some friends. You know, they're feeding us so much. We don't know what to do with food. Uh, we're depending, you know, should we put some in a backpack, you know, to go back to Haiti? We don't know what to do. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be in a country where you can, your needs, your, you know, your, your, your basic needs can be met. Uh, and Haiti is not like that. Um, so when I stand here or, you know, anybody who's doing something, you know, George or Tina or Suzette, you know, you know speaking on behalf uh, of the Haitian people, we are speaking on behalf of the least of these. Uh, but those least of these, we believe that God uh, also loves them. Uh, a Haiti Teen Challenge is not just a ministry uh, that is, you know, reaching a few young men and women. It's a ministry that is, we, we, we're in a process, we're in a quest to change the entire the entire nation. We believe uh, with certainty that Haiti is going to be a witness uh, to the world uh, for God's glory. Uh, we believe that because the way things are in Haiti, we believe that no human being can fix it. Uh, but we believe that uh, God can fix it to the power you know, of the gospel, uh, to the Holy Spirit. We believe that it's possible. And that's why we're giving uh, everything that we have uh, for the sake of the people of Haiti. Uh, for myself and Suzette, Suzette grew up here. She left Haiti when she was about 11 years old. Uh, myself, I left when I was 23. I moved here in the U.S. 
I was able to, you know, I went to school and um, I spent about eight years in the school and they also, they liked that because I was faithful. I spent eight years with them. They gave me a doctorate degree, not because I think I deserve it, but because I spent some time with them. Now I think they like me. It's, it's hard to spend time with me, not to fall in love with me, obviously. And, <laughs> amen, I like that. And, and they gave, yeah, and Suzette agree with that because she, she's, yeah. Um, I'm not going to say too much on that part, yeah. Uh, but, and then, uh, and so, and we, you know, for reasons that we didn't know, um, you know, um, I, um, I'm from, you know, from the middle of nowhere, and Suzette grew up in, in, in New York, and we got married. We started having our own children. We're able to, you know, pastor uh, several churches in the U.S. I mean, God bless us. Our kids were going to great schools. Uh, we had a church family that we love, a great ministry that we enjoy very much. Um, we were living the American dreams, like, like I we explained in the book. Um, life here was the life that you know, any, anyone would want, uh, at least for somebody who's come from a total world country. Uh, someone like me who spent, uh, one time I remember I spent three years, I wasn't able to go to school because I was not able to pay for it. Um, it uh, um, I know what it felt like. So being here in America, you know, who not want that? You can just pick up your phone, order pizza. Uh, you can even now order Chick-fil-A. This is, this is uh, you know, this is big, you know. I used to work for Chick-fil-A when I was a student here, but now you can even order that. Uh, you know, you, it, it's, it's, it's a good place, it's a nice place to, to be. Uh, I feel safe here. Um, you know, my needs were met here. But the desire, you know, to preach the gospel, the desire to see a different Haiti uh, has been, you know, it's been something that's been in me because I believe that if God can do it for me, he can do it also uh, for, for my nation. And that's why we left all that and moved back to Haiti uh, so we can uh, share, share the gospel. So the reason that I want to promote those young men, young women, is because someone came to Haiti and started to promote me. It was a missionary from Michigan, and he met me, and he started investing in my life. And because of his investment, I was able, you know, to I went finish school. I, mean, I went to school, and you know, I, you know, I have a family of my own, I'm able to get a good job. Now I'm doing ministry. So I believe that investing in the life of those young men, young women, we are investing in the nation, uh, changing the nation, but also we advancing uh, the kingdom. Uh, we. I, was, I didn't tell your pastor that I was going to do that, but we need your partnership. We need your prayers. We need your support. We need you to stand with us. Um, we need you to uh, help advance the kingdom of God in Haiti. We, want, we need you to help change our nation um, because without you, we're not going to be able uh, to do it. Uh, I said not lightly uh, when God revealed that to me, I was a bit reluctant to, to, to communicate that, um, uh, but I believe that the, the local church, the, the generosity of the United States of America, that's what's keeping America steady. Uh, you guys are funding the gospel all over the world. Uh, and I believe this is a mission you know, God is uh, giving uh, to you. And to, to whom much is given, much is required. For us, God has given us so much as a family. Uh, my mother they didn't know how to read and write. Uh, today I have a, a doctor, I mean, I carry the title of doctor, and, you know, my wife has two master's degree, 
kids have options to school. Our older son's is in second year of university. Uh, for us, much has been given to us. Uh, and we want to invest in the lives of the um, uh, Haitians, Haitian people. Now, um, when it comes to the politic aspect, I don't have my glasses, so I don't know how many time I have left. Um, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, the, 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 the politics of Haiti, um, we, we, it, 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 it's difficult for me to be, you know, to, to open my mouth and not to say something about politics. For, the one thing is I, I don't know why, but I, I love that science of politics. Uh, it's one thing. Uh, and the second thing is, you know, if you want to say, you know, it's, you know, the human aspect of me, I always have to find something bad to say. And it's hard to speak about politics not to find something bad to say. Um, and for Haiti, uh, you think your case here is complicated? Uh, just think about, uh, about a country like Haiti. Uh, at this time, 99% uh, of churches in Haiti they don't have a food pantry. They don't, the people of Haiti, they're left behind. Uh, the government, uh, most government leaders in Haiti, they're in it for what's in it for them. Uh, they keep repeating the same thing. Uh, it seemed to me that uh, many uh, government leaders in Haiti, they, they believe that um, they win more when things not going well. Um, I don't know why they think that, but this is the belief because that's what they've been practicing. Uh, so the Haitian people, they cannot trust, uh, they don't trust the government, they don't believe in the government, and the government is not helping them. It's unfortunate at times, if we're watching the news, and we'll see you know, what the Haitian government is doing, and we think that the Haitian people are you know, the government. No. There's a big difference between the Haitian people and the Haitian government. The, the Haitian people, they are lovely people. They want to do life. They want to do what is right. Uh, they want to live like normal human beings. Uh, their dads, their moms, they want to be able to provide for their children. They want to be able to send them to school, just like you sending yours. Like I, I, send, I sent mine to uh, sending my, uh, uh, we are sending our kids to school. They want to do the same thing. Uh, they want to live in a free country. They want to they be able to function as normal human beings. Uh, but unfortunately, it seemed to me in Haiti that uh, in order for the country to function well, in any other countries, you need to have political stability. So we've been praying for that, we've been working toward that, we've been trusting the Lord on that, and we've been, uh, you know, motivated our church, you know, about the, uh, the civic um, uh, responsibilities, uh, but there's no way they can really practice or put the civic responsibilities in, in, in place until they really understand that, you know, they were created, you know, by God and for a purpose. I don't know if all of you guys know that here in America, uh, you have the bills of rights. You don't have the bill of responsibilities. But you know why? I think it's because, you know, I'm an outsider, by the way. I think your forefathers understood something. They understand that if you truly understand that you are one nation under God, you know what? Automatically, you're going to Start seeing your brothers as you see in yourself. You're going to see your sisters as you see in yourself, and you will do what is right. Uh, in Haiti, we have the bills of rights and the bill of responsibilities, but we're still not being responsible people because we don't see God first. 
I, uh, again, I don't see the time. We have a, a strong vision is to build godly leaders of integrity uh, so that they will change the country. We want them to see God first. And then if they can see God with the same eyes that God sees people, they start seeing the people with the same eyes and we believe that Haiti will be a much better country. Uh, we have many opportunities with the ministry. Uh, you can check out our website, uh, HaitiTeenChallenge.org. Uh, and on uh, November the 9th, we're going to have a big event here at uh, uh, Northwestern uh, University. Uh, there will be some information in the back on the table. Uh, both Tina and George and myself will be on the table. If you have any questions, we'll be able to answer your question. We'd love to have you. Uh, we're part of, of those um, uh, events and also be part of what God is doing in the country of Haiti. Thank you again this morning uh, for giving me the opportunity to share with you. May God bless you.